This podcast is brought to you by the Village of Bedford Park, your home for business. Over 450 businesses strong and growing with a safe, reliable Lake Michigan water supply. Visit VOBPBiz.com and bring your business home to the Village of Bedford Park. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Now, the WBBM Noon Business Hour. It's 12.03, Friday afternoon, March 11th, 2022. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us. I'm Rob Harp. As we mark the second anniversary of a pandemic being declared, there are questions about how long it'll take for Chicago's downtown to recover. We'll cover that in our next segment. But right now, the latest look at consumer sentiment is out today. Let's see how they're feeling. We're joined by Brian Westbury, Chief Economist, First Trust Advisor, in Wheaton, Illinois. Brian, thanks for joining us today. There are all sorts of conflicting data points about the state of the economy and how people feel about the economy, and that is uh, the latest reading on the University of Michigan Consumer Sentiment Index is almost at a recession level. At the same time, hiring is the best that it's been in a long time. People are still (laughs) spending money. How do we square this particular circle? Yeah, you know, Rob, this is uh, you know this is interesting that it's the second year anniversary from the lockdowns. We did unprecedented things in the United States. Uh, we've never locked the economy down, actually the global economy down like we did. Uh, we printed five trillion new dollars. The Federal Reserve did that, and we we also borrowed five trillion and handed it out uh, because people were locked out of work. And, and businesses were shut down. So this year is a is an interesting year. The Fed uh, obviously will be raising interest rates because they were too low for too long. Uh, the deficit is going to be smaller this year than it was last year. So I would argue those are headwinds to the economy. But we're getting rid of mandates, uh, vaccine and mask mandates. We're opening up restaurants again. And that's a headwind for the economy, so or a tailwind for the economy, excuse me. And so net-net, I still think we will grow this year, even though people are losing confidence. I mean, gas prices and consumer confidence have moved opposite for uh, forever. Uh, when gas prices go up, people lose confidence. And so that's not to be unexpected. But the economy is likely to grow just because we're reopening. Inflation is real. Uh, High gas prices are real. And uh, they're eating up all of the wage gains that people have made in the last year or so. But at the same time, you know, is is it possible that uh, even though things are changing and we're moving out of this uh, pandemic situation to more of an endemic situation with COVID, that uh, after two years of just never ending crises, uh, people are still kind of like mentally in a defensive crouch? Oh, yes. And and then especially with what's going on between Russia and Ukraine, I mean, a, an attack on Ukraine uh, and that and that causes uh, people to get uh, emotionally in a crouch as well. So but the interesting thing about the economy is that expectations and, and confidence and feelings 
uh, rarely have derailed an economy. It's it's it, normally what causes a recession is when the Fed tightens too much. And I would argue that they're so far behind the curve that they're not likely to do that. Uh, inflation is up because the Fed printed too much money. They need to fix that. But I think because of uh, the conflict in Europe, they're going to go slower than everybody thought. So I, I still look for growth this year in the economy in spite of everybody uh, uh, hiding and crouching and, and worried about what might hit them next. Well, thanks for joining us this afternoon. Brian Westbury, Chief Economist, First Trust Advisors in Wheaton, coming up, updating the health of downtown Chicago. Information to make cash and save cash. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. It was two years ago today that the World Health Organization declared coronavirus a pandemic and offices and businesses were put under intense pressure to survive. Let's put the focus on the current situation in downtown Chicago with Albie Galoon, senior reporter, Crane Chicago Business. Albie, thanks for joining us today. It was uh, two years ago, maybe sometime in mid-April, when I was talking to somebody from the Chicago Loop Alliance about Uh, when downtown Chicago would recover. And at the time, we said tentatively, maybe in the fall of 2020, if case counts continue to fall. But uh, that was not the case. And uh, that tentative recovery continues. And now uh, work from home is a fact of life. Uh, Can downtown Chicago survive that significant society-changing headwind? Hi, uh, Rob. Yeah, it is really question for downtown Chicago because um, it's been rough there for the last couple of years. And with the um, Omicron variant receding, I think there's some optimism that people are going to start returning to the office. I think we've seen a little bit of that, but we've still got a long ways to go. And um, one measure that, that we follow at Cranes is uh, it's, a, it's called the Castle Index, and it really measures human occupancy in office buildings. And, you know, before COVID, it was in the 90s, dropped as low as about 10 or 12%. And now it's back up to about 35%. So that's good, but we still got a long ways to go. And uh, it's it's interesting, the business community and also President Biden mentioned that in his State of the Union speech last week, that uh, there's they, they want to see people back in the office. It's safe to return uh, to your cubicle that you might have abandoned two years ago around this time. And that is running into the other society-changing uh, force, and that's the Great Resignation. And you can negotiate uh, a partial or full work-from-home schedule. Yeah, and I think, you know, depending on the company and the industry, um, you know, many businesses are receptive to to that. And, you know, it's there's a there's definitely a lot of competition for talent. So it's kind of a buyer's market when it comes to labor. And so um, so workers, uh, office workers, uh, in many cases, have some leverage. And I think companies look at the the benefits you have to kind of weigh the benefits of lower real estate costs you don't you know you don't have to lease as much office space so therefore you can save money there you have to weigh that against whatever um kind of cultural or um productivity downside there is um by not having people in the same workplace and you know i think that uh you know broadly speaking this work from home exper- uh, experiment 
worked for a lot of companies, but uh, there are definitely companies out there that, that really want their employees back in the office and maybe not for five days a week, but for two or three. Well, thank you for joining us this afternoon. Albie Galoon, senior reporter, Crane Chicago Business. Coming up next, a need-to-know guide on stock splits. Money conversation that pays a big dividend. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Amazon announcing a 20-for-1 stock split. Let's get some help in understanding just what that means from Chuck Carlson, CEO of Horizon Investment Services and publisher of the Dow Theory Forecast Newsletter based in Hammond. Chuck, thanks for joining us today a 20 for one stock split chuck uh it just go it, it sounds like this is amazon's way of making their shares a lot more affordable to the common investor well that's exactly one of the the benefits of this they make their stock price more accessible to folks a 20 for one stock split basically if you own one share of amazon you own 20 shares after the split uh, but the price will be uh, you know, 20 times divided by the current price. So, you know, right now Amazon's around $2,900 a share. It'll be about 147 if it, the price right where it is now, if that occurs at the split. Um, making it more accessible is a, is a reason, and, and that accessibility will hopefully increase the retail ownership, in other words, individual investors owning it. And for a company like Amazon, and I might say for, for Alphabet, which was a company that just announced 24 one stock split uh, not too long ago, you know, there, there may be benefit in having retail ownership expansion. One, shareholders are also consumers. So, you know, it's, it gives a comp- an individual a little more incentive to use the products and services of those companies. But maybe more importantly, in the case of Amazon and, and Google uh, or Alphabet, is that, you know, you can have some advocates on your side. I mean, these are two companies that are continually under pressure from regulators and politicians. And if they have more retail investors, it may be, you know, calling their their congressman to take some heat off of these companies that is probably something uh that has to do with this split as well if uh you know obviously more money is always better than less um that's the one thing i've learned from hosting this show for almost four months (laughs) um but if if you're an amazon or an apple a company that has a market cap of almost a trillion dollars um Outside of just having more voices and more people to apply more pressure, you know, what does that? Uh, what, what do those retail investors do for your bottom line and your ability to uh, put money in other projects? Well, you know, again, are, you know, is that going to move the needle on companies that big and with revenues that big? No, it won't. But it certainly doesn't hurt. Um, and also keep in mind too another reason companies will do a split that, that we're trading at such high levels. It, it may make it more uh, palatable for those stocks to enter certain indexes, the primary one being the Dow Jones Industrial Average. As you know, the Dow Jones Industrial Average is a price-weighted index. In other words, the highest-priced stocks in the Dow carry the greatest weight. Uh, you know, People often wonder, well, why was an Alphabet or Amazon in the Dow Jones Industrial Average? The reason is their stock price was trading you know, in the thousands, and it just didn't fit in a price-weighted index. Now, after the split, however, those stock prices, per share stock prices, are going to be much more palatable. And I would expect both of those stocks probably to enter the Dow Jones Industrial Average before the end of this year. And very quickly, as while we're talking about the Dow, uh, Dow theory still bearish? It, it is still bearish. Um, you know, and, and those the, the signals usually don't change in a, you know, in a weekly or a monthly basis. This needs to play out a little bit. The, the one 
potential silver lining is that the Dow Jones transportation average has been able to hold its previous low here. Now, I don't want to make too much of that, but that is something that is worth watching, especially given that the Dow Jones transportation average is viewed as an excellent barometer of future economic activity. So if that can hold that February 23rd low, uh, you know, for the next weeks and, and months, that would be a, a reasonable uh, that'd be one of the silver linings in this in this down market right now. Thanks for joining us, Chuck Carlson, CEO of Horizon Investment Services and publisher of the Dow Theory Forecast Newsletter in Hammond, Indiana. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Good afternoon. I'm Rob Hart. These are the top stories on News Radio WBBM. The U.S. government ups the level of sanctions against Russia. Details coming up in a special report from CBS News. Entrepreneur Friday, we meet the head of a Chicago company that provides meals that you cook at home using a high-tech oven. And General Motors is partnering with utility companies to develop electric vehicles that can power homes. WBBM Business, the markets are mixed. The Dow is up 108 points. The NASDAQ is down 112. The S&P 500 is down five and a quarter. The AccuWeather forecast for this afternoon, clouds and a little bit of sunshine with a cold wind and a high today of 34. 23 degrees right now in Chicago at 1231. CBS News special report. President Biden says a severe price would be paid if Russia uses chemical weapons in Ukraine. CBS's Margaret Brennan. The president saying there that Vladimir Putin will pay a severe price if one is carried out. Exactly what that means? Unclear. The president hitting Russia with a new round of sanctions. This is in lockstep with EU nations as well as the UK because Russia is not a major trading partner of the US. In fact, it's number 26. But paired with all of those other countries, the idea is to yet again have something else to try to cripple the economy. Our Weisha Zhang says they include a ban on Russian vodka, seafood and diamonds. Russian forces are moving closer to Kiev. They are now less than 10 miles away. And satellite pictures show part of that massive convoy outside the city has redeployed. 
And CBS's Steve Futterman, CBS News Special Report. I'm Stacy Lynn. Hey, it's 12.32 as the noon business hour continues. Markets are struggling today. We're joined by Vahan Jenjigian, Chief Investment Officer at Greenwich Wealth Management based in Greenwich, Connecticut. Vahan, thanks for joining us today. Inflation, interest rates, and now geopolitical struggle uh, weighing down on the markets in 2022 so far. Um you know, it's it's a lot of the analysts have said that, uh, you know, the Fed policy gave the market a sugar high over the last year or so. Low interest rates uh, and they're still their bond buying program was uh, running fast and furious. And even though the Fed hasn't done anything yet, uh, they say they will. They haven't done anything yet. Uh, has that been enough to uh, end the sugar high on Wall Street? Well, yeah, the, the Fed has been uh, much too easy in recent years, and that's really the reason why the stock market has gone up so high. Um, you know, the, the gains we've seen have been uh, really outsized, and, and it was induced by, by the Fed. Um, the Fed will reverse itself. It already said it will raise rates uh, by 25 basis points um, at its next meeting in, uh, in a, just next week, but um, it, it could be even higher than that. Um, but the bottom line is right now, um, the really important issue is what's going on in Ukraine, and everybody's really focused on that. We do have inflation. Inflation is running much higher than expected. It's going to go up even more, at least in the short run, because of what's going on in Ukraine. We've already seen oil prices going up uh, tremendously. So we're in for a period of, uh, of some pain, and uh, that's why the stock market is struggling right now. But it, it doesn't mean that um, once things are resolved in Ukraine, that the market won't go higher. It's it's very interesting to see what m- morsels of information that investors will trade on, because if you're a geopolitical analyst or a foreign policy analyst or a military expert, um, you see things as they're unfolding in Ukraine, and you know this might be a long, protracted, and bloody conflict. And yet, Anytime there is a rumor of peace talks or the possibility of progress toward a ceasefire, the markets go zooming up. So what is it that investors believe? That is, are they just more positive thinkers than everybody else? Well, well, there are a couple of issues here. So first of all, we've seen in the past that anytime there has been uh, this kind of geopolitical event, uh, the markets have recovered uh, fairly quickly. This one is uh, a little bit unique, however, in the sense that we're talking about Um, a country, Russia, that has uh, the greatest number of nuclear uh, weapons uh, more than any other country. And uh, Vladimir Putin has already threatened to use them. So so this is a a little bit unique. It's not like any other geopolitical event. However, um, the fact is that Russia has a fairly small um, economy. Um, We do virtually uh, no trade with them, very little trade with them. Um, Ukraine's economy is also not that big. So from a global perspective, these two countries will probably not have a big impact. However, both Russia and Ukraine are major uh, producers of things like wheat and corn and other types of grains that a large part of the world uh, do depend on, especially third world countries. So, so that's where the impact will be. So from the United States perspective, I think we're kind of isolated. So it does make sense to me that the markets rally anytime there's, uh, there's talk of peace. Uh, but when there is no talk of peace and when things start getting worse, uh, investors are really afraid more so than typical events because of the fact that Russia has nuclear weapons. 
As uh, t- it, from 2020 up until today, quite frankly, uh, we've been in uncharted territory as far as the economy is concerned. You turned it off, you pumped stimulus in, you turned it back on. And are we still in this uncharted territory or are some of the old fundamentals beginning to return? I think the old fundamentals will return, but but yes, because interest rates are still very low. Uh, as a matter of fact, we have negative real interest rates because uh, inflation is running very high right now. So we we are still in that territory of um, of very easy monetary policy. And you know, I was talking with a friend recently about uh, stock buybacks. We've seen corporations buying back a lot of stock. Um, you know, politicians often complain about this, but they're only doing what's logical when you have a federal reserve that drives interest rates to zero that means corporations can borrow money for real cheap and why not you know borrow money and use that money to buy back your stock it makes it makes sense so the fed has created these um what i would call warped incentives and uh i think it's about time that we do return to normal it's going to take a little bit of time but uh we'll see interest rates going up and we'll see the fed selling off some of its assets Thanks for joining us, Vahan Janjigian, Chief Investment Officer at Greenwich Wealth Management in Greenwich, Connecticut. Coming up next in Entrepreneur Friday, a local home meal delivery company that uses technology to ensure a tasty outcome. The best daily deal in Chicago, the WBBM Noon Business Hour. It's Entrepreneur Friday. We welcome in David Rabbi, the co-founder and CEO of Tovala, based in Chicago. David, thank you for joining us today. And David, you have done something that uh, popped into my mind when I used to be a subscriber to a meal delivery service where you had to cook it yourself, and that even though you got all these great fresh ingredients, you still had to put a lot of effort into putting it together and actually cooking it and not screwing it up. And uh, you have invented a device uh, that takes all of that uh, that that worry out of the system. Explain how this oven works. Yes, it's great to be on here. So, you know, essentially what we realized is people in this country love the idea of a home-cooked meal, but they don't want to do the work to, to get it on the table on your average Tuesday night, all the prep, all the cooking, all the cleaning. And so what we've built is a product that is a combined smart oven and meal service where we send you the meals. They're pre-prepped mostly raw ingredients. So just as though you were shopping for them yourself at the grocery store, you spend about a minute preparing them. So add a spice mix or add some water. You scan a QR code. The oven downloads the perfect way to cook that meal from the cloud. You push start. You've got a home cooked meal in 20 minutes or less. Now, uh, David, uh, you founded this company in 2015, which is which is kind of appropriate because this reminds me, I don't know if you've seen the movie Back to the Future 2, but follow me on this one. But they had uh, this device called a hydrolator that would make a pizza in just a matter of seconds. Um, this reminds me of the hydrolator. This sounds like futuristic technology that uh, actually arrived on time. That, that's right. That's not the first time we've heard that. If Michael J. Fox is out there listening, we're, we're ready and willing to partner <laughs> on a collaboration because we, we have brought the future here. It, it is as good as it sounds. It is home cooking at the touch of a button. Now, you still have to source all of your ingredients or is, is that part of the process? I mean, where do your meals come from? It, it is. We've got a team of R&D chefs. We've got our own in-house procurement team. We, we run our own food facilities, one on the south side of Chicago, one in DuPage County, one in just outside of Salt Lake City. So we do all of the food preparation ourselves, all the food packaging ourselves. The only part of the whole experience we don't control 
is shipping of the meals. Everything else has our fingerprints all over it. How much time and how much development uh, went into the, uh, the the creation of this oven uh, that it actually you know made meals properly and 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 brought in the recipes in the right proportions? It, it did take a few years. We we founded the company in 2015 and we didn't launch until the middle of 2017. It's it's a pretty complex business behind the scenes that makes it you know very easy for our customers, but it's not simple behind the curtain. And then uh, is this another business that uh, fundamentally changed as a result of the pandemic? I think it accelerated a lot of things we were already seeing. Our, our business was growing very quickly before the pandemic. The pandemic accelerated a lot of that um, and I think has changed some norms around cooking and working from home and, and things of that nature that uh, are all good for all our business. It's, it's a lot of tailwinds. But at the same time, it did inject a ton of uncertainty and difficulty in, into running a food operation, especially in the early days uh, of the pandemic. And what's the range of recipes that this oven can cook? Can it do everything or is it just a, a certain kind of type of meal? Oh, it's a wide breadth. I mean, on an average week, we'll have everything from salmon to, to chicken breast to meatballs to pasta, quesadillas, frittatas, bowls. Uh, oatmeal. It, it, there's a, a really, really long list of meals that we can make. Um, there's there. I, I would say there is no shortage of opportunity for our R&D team to continue to innovate. Well, thanks for joining us this afternoon, David Rabbi, who is the co-founder and CEO of Tovala in Chicago. Still to come, using an electric vehicle to power your house. Loaning useful information each weekday. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. General Motors has announced it's teaming with Pacific Gas and Electric to test the use of electric vehicles as a power source for homes. Let's learn more from Jeff Gilbert, CBS automotive reporter based in Detroit. Jeff, thanks for joining us today. So for the longest time, the conventional wisdom was uh, you have to plug your car into the house at the end of the day if you have an electric vehicle. But in California, you can plug your house into the car. Isn't it an amazing world that we live in, Rob? It well, I mean, in the end, I mean, you it, uh, an electric car is just a big honking battery on wheels, so why not use it for right. other other purposes? Exactly, and uh, if you've taken a look at some of the advertisements that Ford has has had uh, for their new F one fifty Lightning pickup, they've been advertising this as a capability. You'll see the same thing with the electric Chevy Silverado. Now, the main reason for this is a lot of these are work trucks, and they're going to be used on work sites where you have to power a lot of equipment. So that's an extra. But the other extra is if you have one of their chargers installed on your house, you have two-way power. You charge up the vehicle, and if your lights go out, then you can tap that charge. And in some of these cases, it could run your home for a couple of days. And this could potentially come in handy, uh, not only you know in the Midwest, where people deal with storm-related power outages, uh, possibly for several days, but uh, in California, the, elect the electricity grid sometimes is under so much pressure, they have to turn the lights off for some people, and that's where the EV comes in. And, and that's not a coincidence that California is where they're testing it. Also not a coincidence is the new CEO of Pacific Gas and Electric is the former CEO of a utility here in Michigan, uh, and, and she is quite familiar with what car makers are doing in terms of EVs. So this is a pilot program to see how well it works and maybe how well you might be even able to power a couple of houses in your neighborhood 
on a limited basis and, and, you know, spread the wealth around, essentially, as opposed to having one person hog up all the power. Now, is this uh, something that uh, a capability that will eventually uh, gain national recognition uh, beyond the pilot program? I'm just thinking about, uh, you know, someone has their electric vehicle in Alabama or the Florida panhandle, and they become a hero after a hurricane because, you know, their car was the, the, the entity that kept the lights on for a lot of people. That actually happened uh, in Texas last year when they had those big storms because there are some uh, pickup trucks, particularly F-150s and particularly the hybrids that can generate power from on board. But but the advantage with the electric is it can generate even more power. And, and the other thing that's important here is you know, from the car company standpoint, as they market these vehicles, they have to market them as more than just green alternatives. They have to market them as doing things that your conventional vehicle can't do. And as you mentioned at the beginning, I mean, it is a huge battery on wheels. And, you know, let's market that to its advantage. Well, thanks for joining us. Jeff Gilbert, CBS News automotive reporter based in Detroit. If you missed any part of today's Noon Business Hour, we'll have the replay podcast available shortly at WBBMNewsRadio.com and the Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.